This week on The Startup Life. You should know what you're getting when someone knocks on the door and says, I'm with Cheryl Pesci or I'm here for Cheryl Pesci. Gotcha. And uh, I expect that. I expect that from everyone who is involved in anything that I do uh, as an agent. All right, Startup Nation. So let's take flight once again with Cheryl Pesci as we talk about private branding and multiple streams of income. The Startup Life begins now. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother... and now it's here. Our first line of gear for the startup life is now available. Now you are able to tell the world not only do you support the show, but the type of entrepreneur you are. Choose between the label yourself, create your own destiny, and how to make money t-shirts to help tell the story of your path of entrepreneurship. Click the link in the show notes to purchase. All right, Startup Nation, so I hope you're ready to receive some value today. We have our first returning guest, Ms. Cheryl Pesci. How's it going, Ms. Pesci? Very well, thank you. All righty. Well, first of all, welcome back on behalf of Startup Nation. Um, What's been going on lately? Oh, man. You know, the coming and goings of it all. Every day is different, and uh, I was an athlete in high school. I was Mm -hmm. a guard. I learned that you stay low and square, and that way you can pivot and move side to side back and forth without falling down. I hear that. And I hear so that. I think I'm keeping up. No, absolutely. Absolutely. You always do an amazing job, especially. <laughs> always do an amazing job. So we're actually changing the format, Startup Nation, a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, in the first segment, we're going to talk about branding and how to you know get your brand out there, things of that nature. Then on the flip side, after the break, we're going to talk about multiple streams of income. So all great entrepreneurs always trying to acquire that. Ready to take flight and pour some knowledge in Startup Nation, Ms. Pesci? Sure. Let's do it. All so right. branding, is it an overused term? Why or why not? Huh. It may be not so much overused, but not understood. Okay. I don't think it's overused, but I think maybe it gets caught up in the semantics of, of what it means. Gotcha. So what's the difference between a brand and a logo? Yeah. I see people who kind of get those confused quite often. Right, so. right. Sometimes I think that is that is dictated by the industry as well, but I'll use my lifestyle brand sure. as an example. My logo is a symbol that when you see that, you should automatically say that's a Cheryl Pesci thing. Or that's mm-hmm. Cheryl Pesci's logo without me having to write anything or take any other pictures or say anything at all. It should be recognizable. In my case, my logo is my signature. Absolutely. Uh, and I do that because I sign off on everything that I make. It is my item, uh, and I stand behind it. It's my art. Right. Uh, is the whole concept. So each thing is signed. It has my logo on it. Gotcha. Uh, the brand is something different from me. The brand is more of um, overall, it's, it encompasses everything. It's my lifestyle. It's the way I dress. It's the, where I eat, that, how I take care of my skin. It's my relationship with my daughter, my friends. I'm creating around my brand uh, something that is specific to me. Absolutely. Uh, with or without the logo. And then the logo just tells you the identity of it. This is that brand. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. 
Um, how did you develop the Cheryl Pesci brand? Because I imagine, like, you know, a lot of hard work goes into that. Well, you know, uh, um, <laughs> hmm. uh, one term that is overused, I think, a lot is organic. But okay. So I'll, I'll be guilty enough. of that this morning <laughs> and say that it, it, it came about organically. Gotcha. Um, I knew that um, I wanted to be a producer of something. Absolutely. Uh, I've always made jewelry. I've always made, uh, I mentioned before, macrame plant hangers, and I was always the kid in high school with the embroidered jeans and mm -hmm. the torn up jeans like the ones I have on today <laughs> and I distressed myself so I've always been that that kid that person that individual I always made jewelry for friends and and they always were always asked me where I got things and what I was wearing and could I get them one or make them one absolutely um, so making jewelry and uh, designing and making jewelry came naturally and as that aspect of my business evolved I found that it was also that people also found an interest in my overall lifestyle. That's when I decided to develop uh, a brand or items around not just the jewelry, but my home, uh, my travel, my style. And I know you said that like it's kind of an overused term, being organic, but you know, uh, I think it's very important because the thing is, we see a lot of people who start new businesses and they try to replicate the mm. successful ones, right? Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, you know, we always know imitation is the greatest form of flattery, but when it comes to entrepreneurship, you really can lose yourself in trying to be the next McDonald's or the next Cheryl Pesci, exactly. if that will. And the thing is, you know, we have a lot of people who kind of do or very similar in your space. So mm -hmm. Be authentically you. Absolutely. Um, even, even with jewelry design, you know, people always say, oh, you should get a patent on your handcuff or mm -hmm. some particular piece that I've made. And I say that I won't get a patent uh, because it, someone can change one squiggle and then, you know, I can't, the, right. the, they, they haven't broken the patent. Um, but if it comes from my hands, it should look like me. It should be authentically my brand. Absolutely. If you make something similar, it's, it may be similar, but it's not going to be the same as mine. I hear that. Just find the thing that you love, that you do well, be authentically you. Um, something you would give away, which is what I did. Mm -hmm. Just give it some space. Let it let, let it rise it to the top. Okay. Let it breathe. See what happens. <laughs> I got you. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is actually a nice segue because we talk about people who are very similar uh, in what you do. How do you distinguish what you do from everybody else? Very interesting. It's easy in a way for me because uh, honestly, what I find is that I am the you know I'm like the only black female actually bending the wire, or hammering out, beating the necklaces, making the pieces. I don't find too many people like me with an international brand. Absolutely. So, you know, that helps a lot. Absolutely. How are things going in the UK and everything it's so Very far? good. Okay. Jewel Street. <laughs> thank you for remembering. No JewelStreet.com <laughs> uh, is the largest <laughs> online fine jewelry company in the UK mm -hmm. and consequently across Europe. And they approached me about six months ago about being one of their vendors and right. have a boutique on their site. International brand now. I hear that. Was there ever a time where you had to kind of leverage your brand to get into a door to get a meeting or anything? like that and is there a story with that you can share well you know I thought about that um, I was thinking about leveraging someone asked me about how you know can, is it leverageable and I really didn't understand what that 
minute. Okay. Uh, and so I did a little research on it, so I can, I can actually speak to that. Sometimes leveraging is who you know, what you know, where you've been. Absolutely. And so, yes, there, there I have. I have had to do that. I was recently quoted in O Magazine in the oh, May. Nice. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember the May that. 2017 Absolutely. issue. And a lot of that came from the fact that I had this brand and was seen as having some knowledge about style or some influence on, on social media. Absolutely. So I was able to leverage that activity on social media and kind of create myself as an authority <laughs> on this particular issue. They did their due diligence, they picked up the quote, they spoke to me, and I was featured uh, in the magazine. I hear that. That's great stuff. I do remember that, you know, but you, you know, you know, you cast a wide net. You're pretty dope, Miss Passion. Well, so. you, uh, <laughs> you, you can come every day and say that. Huh? <laughs> I'll give you the code to the door. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Let me ask you this. If your brand was a personality, uh, and, and I know, you know, Cheryl Pesci brand, it's kind of a, a difficult, maybe not a difficult question. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But if your brand was a personality, what would it be? What would it say? What would it look like? Some days it would look like Tigger the Tiger. Okay. Uh, if, if, if the brand got a good night's sleep, that next morning it would be Tigger the Tiger. Uh, just jumping up all over the place, gotcha. running around. You know, some days it's a professional athlete. Uh, you know, some days it's a, a mother, a mature woman. It's um, all of that to say, when I coin myself as a lifestyle brand, it encompasses every day. The fact that every day is different, that every day, every woman's day is different, and this is how we navigate through that. That's the personality. Something different every day, but with some common thread that runs throughout it. Does a company branding strategy affect company culture, you think? Why, why as far not? as employees, et yeah, cetera? Yeah, for employees, how you go about conducting the business. Sure, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. I, um, my branding strategy is that you should expect something in particular from me and anyone who is saying that they represent work for me have or a brand ambassador, you should expect a certain something, a certain level of professionalism, a certain level of style. You should know what you're getting when someone knocks on the door and says, I'm with Cheryl Pesci or I'm here for Cheryl Pesci. Gotcha. And uh, I expect that. I expect that from everyone who is involved in anything that I do Absolutely. Uh, as an agent. Like the brand ambassadors and stuff exactly. like that. If I could follow up with that, is that something that you kind of adopt a little bit from corporate America or is that something you just kind of cultivated along on your own? Yeah, yeah. Actually, that came from uh, one of my customers. Okay. She had purchased a lot of pieces and mm -hmm. uh, she's a world traveler and she said people were everywhere she traveled to Belize and all over the world, Canada oh, wow. and Europe, that people would ask, you know, about something she's wearing or, and she she said, you know, you should have brand ambassadors. And, and that's how that got started. Gotcha. Brand ambassadors generally uh, have purchased a certain number of pieces. I usually approach that individual about being a brand ambassador based on their travel, their activity, their loyalty to the brand. Mm -hmm. And they tell us, you know, how they've talked about the brand on social media, how they promoted it without ever being a brand ambassador. Absolutely. And so with, with that comes some perks, some discounts, some, you know, choice of first right of refusal gotcha. on one-of-a-kind pieces. They also get to uh, be kind of a test market for me. I'll share something with them before I put it, mass produce it or take it to market gotcha. uh, and get their take on it. So, gotcha. Yeah, okay. it's pretty cool. Follow-up to the 
follow-up, I guess. <laughs> the, the brand ambassadors, do they come to you or do you kind of hand-pick them? So yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. Look, 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 okay. yeah. It, it's starting to be a, it's starting to be a little bit of both. Okay. Uh, initially, uh, the, the idea was that, you know, that, that I choose them based on all those things. Absolutely. Their activity, their support, the number of pieces they had purchased, how similar they were to the brand that, that I wanted mm-hmm. to represent. I am finding now that other, you know, when people want to buy something, they'll say, well, how can I be a brand ambassador and get a discount? <laughs> so I have to explain that one doesn't come before the other that, you know, so yeah, it's 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 interesting. A okay. lot of people want to be brand ambassadors <laughs> to get the discount. Understood. Which, yeah, Understood. There is no discount. <laughs> Fair enough. What is branding to you and why is it, in general, why is it so important? Because entrepreneurs, they always throw out branding, got a brand, is that any other? But mm-hmm. at, at its core, why is it so important? I think it's so important because there's so many brands, items, mm-hmm. things, uh, uh, options right. uh, for the consumer. And I think when you when you brand, you don't have to wonder what is this thing? Is it something I'm going to like? Is it is it you know something that I will like in my home or like to wear? With the Cheryl Pesci brand, you should immediately go. I know Cheryl. I know her brand. This is something that I probably want to try. Absolutely. Um, because I know that if she's put her name and her signature behind it, it's the best that's available that she can offer. Absolutely. And uh, I think everyone who's building a brand should feel that same way about it. I should be able to see it at a glimpse and know uh, what to expect. And and with that, kind of stay in your lane. Don't keep uh, mm-hmm. switching around <laughs> on your brand. Uh, because just when, you know, you do all that work, and just when I decide that I understand what you're doing, then you totally change and go in a different direction, and it, it's very confusing. Absolutely. Um, and, and consequently, I may just dump the entire brand because that. it's not what I thought it was. I hear that. I hear that. We, we see a lot on social media where on Twitter, they're one name, and on Facebook, they're another name, and on Instagram, they're a whole another name. Yes. So when you speak to that confusion, that's instantly what popped in it's my so head. It's so true. That's a great That's a great <laughs> example. I mean, my email address is Cheryl at CherylPesci.com. Right. You know, everywhere in the world, that's Absolutely. my email address. And every item, every everything that I do, you may have noticed, is, you know, His by Cheryl Pesci, uh, Bath Body Home by Cheryl Pesci, Maywater by Cheryl Pesci. Absolutely. Yeah. I, it's it's going to be the Cheryl Pesci brand either way, and you'll know by the name. Absolutely. And call it what it is. Absolutely. Can I just say that? Can <laughs> I just say yeah. that? You just, just name it what it is. If, if, you're, if, you're, if you're manufacturing a soap, just say, they're not making this soap. Don't make me wonder what is the super scrub. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a cleansing bar right. or, you know, whatever. Absolutely. I, that's no, no, just what I think. No, that, that, you're, you're absolutely right because I think we try to make, make things bigger than they are. And the thing is, you're trying to build a brand i get it but at the same time it's like you'll 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 pump the marketplace with so much fluff yes that you actually forget what you're doing yes. in the first place k-i-s-s so. <laughs> right. keep it simple keep stupid. it simple right yeah, absolutely right. thank you for sharing that <laughs> pick an industry if you would that's completely different from yours if you were starting a business within that industry and you had to build a brand what would be you know how would you do that how would you develop that brand from scratch well, I think a good example uh, of that is what I've done with the Maywater and Swagger, the, the Bath Body Home Collection okay. by Cheryl Pesci. Mm-hmm. Um, I went from jewelry to something totally different. Absolutely. And the reason I did that, the way I did that, was based on items that I was using and buying and, and liked. 
and it was like, I really like this. I really use a lot of it. I mean, I'm making luxury brand detergent, and mm -hmm. I was buying luxury brand detergent to wash my high thread count sheets in. Right. <laughs> and so I kind of decided this is a thing I like, I use. Others must like it and use it too. Absolutely. Uh, why don't I look into making it as well? And I, this is kind of the, the private branding that, uh, concept mm -hmm. that I spoke about earlier. Um, you don't have to totally, the, the, the circle of the wheel has already been created. I hear that. Sometimes it's as simple as looking on the back of the thing that you're using and paying retail for and seeing who's manufacturing that, who's bottling that, mm -hmm. contacting that company and say, you know, I've got an idea for a product. Can I talk to you about bottling, manufacturing, packaging, my idea, my product? And voila, you have another industry, another offset of your initial brand. So before before we go on a break and wrap up the piece about branding, any final thoughts you want to throw out there about branding? Yeah, I did want to talk a little bit more about the private branding okay. uh, aspect of everything, and because I'm finding that people don't understand absolutely und understand what that means. Me included. You included. <laughs> so let's let's just do a uh, let's dust off the the MBA. Let's do a, just a little just total broad strokes on that. Okay. I do not have you. You've been. Everybody's been in my studio. They see pictures of my studio. I'm always taking pictures of it. Do you see anybody making soap and pouring candles in here? I do not. I do not. No, no. There is there is no factory here in my studio where I'm making soap and up at night pouring candles. That's not how this works. Right. Uh, it's called private branding. Now, I'm making the jewelry every single piece, every single piece I've laid hands on. I'm an expert at that. Mm -hmm. I'm not an expert at making candles and soap and laundry detergent, gotcha. but I sure do buy a lot of it. So why don't I have it as part of my brand? Mm -hmm. So there are companies and that's what they do. They're private branding companies and they make different items. You can go to them and say, I want to make a room spray. But I wanted in this bottle, uh, I wanted to remind me of what my grandmother called May water when she caught the fresh rains of spring and, mm -hmm. and, and rinsed her hair in it and it's fresh. And, and I want to call it May water. Can you help me develop this? And that company will sit down for me in that particular industry and, and, I, and share notes, fragrances. Is this it? What if we mix this? How about this? What do gotcha. you think of this? And with me, I said, voila. That's it. That's that's what I want to do. Absolutely. You pay them a fee to develop that. You choose your own packaging, your own logo, your own label, and you go from there. And they do that for how who knows how many companies that you're not aware of. Right. I always use the washing machine as an, as an example. There's a company somewhere probably in China, mm -hmm. possibly, who's making a washing machine. Sony, Kidmore, Maytag goes to that same industry, that same factory in China and says, I want a washing machine also, but I want my on light to be a beautiful blue like Sony. Okay. Uh, somebody else comes along and says, well, I kind of want mine more of a turquoise color, gotcha. you know, but it, and, and they change it. Mm -hmm. They change the light. Absolutely. Underneath it all, it's the same washing machine right but it's their brand it's how they it's how they market it it's who their customer base is it's how they price it 
it's where it's sold. Absolutely. And that's the, that's the glory of, of private branding that nobody really tells us about. We think as small businesses that we've got to go out there and, and buy the wax and build the building and hire all the people, and we go broke doing that. Absolutely. It's not how it's done. Thank you for sharing that. I, I knew of that concept. Didn't know it had a name, though. Private branding. It's, it's private branding. Thank you so much. So we're going to take a quick break. How do you like being back on the Startup Life? I, I love it. I'm already thinking towards the next one. Oh, look at you. <laughs> look at you. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and you're listening to the Startup Life. If you are a teacher looking for great resources, look no further than Owls e-commerce store on Teachers Pay Teachers, the store name Teaching with Owls. Enjoy great lessons based on short stories from great authors such as Kate Choppin's The Story of an Hour and Edgar Allan Poe's The Mask of the Red Death. And no worries, teachers, all lessons are common core aligned. All right, Startup Nation, so let's continue. So before we dive into multiple streams of income, you recently had a few trunk shows lately, right? Always. Right, of course. (laughs) So how did those go? Oh, wow. I guess this, I've seen you. I went to Oxford, came, saw, conquered. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> uh, that went extremely well. I have amazing friends in Oxford who opened up their huge, wonderful homes and invited their friends. And uh, so I have a, a really good presence Absolutely. and following in Oxford in particular. The Jewel Street thing happened. Mm-hmm. The Peabody, the Grand Hotel right. of Memphis did buy the Cheryl Pesci Bath Body Home Collection of Maywater and Swagger. And gotcha. Threw me a party and we, we invited the mayor, came my, my friend Merrick Strickland and uh, judges, attorneys, bottle washers, Chiefs and Indians and everybody came. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and we had a great time. Absolutely. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Well. Mm-hmm. So in this segment of the show, we're going to talk about multiple streams of income and how, why that's important to entrepreneurs. Yeah, ready, yeah. To, ready to dive in there? Sure. All right. Sure. So first of all, explain the concept of multiple streams of income and why it's important for entrepreneurs to kind of achieve that. Yeah. You know, it, it, look at it as diversifying. Okay. That, that may be kind of a nice place to start with mm-hmm. it because markets fluctuate, which is why I kind of leaned into the bed, bath, body mm-hmm. side of it. You know, ladies will buy jewelry. We tend not to buy accessories and adornments uh, when un, when times are bad. But we're, we're always wanting to smell fresh and clean. Absolutely. And have our clothing clean. So that's, that's another kind of stream of income aside from the jewelry. So when one thing goes up or down, you have mm-hmm. another one that can come into play. Also seasonal, um, you, you may want to look at that. I in particular also, I say I have 14 streams of income. I sat down and counted them one gotcha. day. <laughs> um, and and I, I think everyone should have at least 14 streams of income okay. just for that reason, just because of the fluctuation of things. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. It, it's funny you mention that because they talk about when you're like, 
investing in the stock market for it to be, mm-hmm. you know, diversified for that very reason because you don't want like if all your money's in tech and tech goes down, right. then the, your whole portfolio goes tumbling down with it, right? Yes, so, exactly. Fair enough. So on that uh, segue, if we could, you know, because I we see entrepreneurs who you know either have businesses or they don't have a traditional business and they have the nine to five and they have things outside, mm-hmm. and we see some who have multiple streams that are similar where like you say you have the jewelry and it kind of you know and the 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 bath and you know in the may water is kind of similar to in the same space yes, yes but we also see people who have a lawn care service and mm-hmm. a tax service mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so and i you know and i know you kind of asked it a little bit but kind of dive in a little bit more is it okay to have similar or is it okay or should we be diverse because i've seen both models mm-hmm. be successful mm-hmm. so Dive in there a little bit. Well, I, I think, yes, it's good to, for them to be similar because in the beginning, let's get good at one thing. Let's of get course. good at two things. Let's get good at three things. So often they are very similar, and we build on that. Mm-hmm. As we build that particular side of a brand, we find that we're, you may be a good speaker. So that. here's another stream of income, just telling people about how you did what you did. Absolutely. Write a book and tell it I love photography I learned that from taking pictures of the jewelry that I made I was like I oh I, this iPhone 7 is pretty good <laughs> and and you know so now I'm developing a book of my sunsets which will be oh, a, okay. a, a coffee table book of all the sunsets that you see me taking nice. and posting okay so another stream of income I'm trying to think of another one that has come from my particular you know my particular brand um, well here's here's just an example I was a pharmaceutical rep corporate marketing branding trained and I married a cardiologist and so that medical experience I had went into play as we built our practice and became experts in the medical field well as I'm looking at that I'm thinking well we should diversify so I started something called Cheryl Shuttle, which was a transportation business. Okay. I bought 15 passenger uh, vans, and we were in a small town with two major airports within 100, 200 miles of that small town. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started a transportation business, taking people from that small town to the Memphis and Nashville airports. Gotcha. And that evolved into an entirely different stream of income. What are some questions an entrepreneur or somebody who has a, a nine to five and they're thinking about diving into entrepreneurship, what are some things they should ask themselves mm-hmm. before they start a new stream? You know, keep your day job. Okay. How, how much time, how much money will this take from the thing that is paying the bills or uh, that I need to be most profitable? So that's always something. Uh, and then ask yourself, how will the new stream affect your brand? How will the new stream affect the, the, the thing that you've already built? Absolutely. It, it needs to enhance it. It should never take away from it. It can be totally different, but it should never water down that thing that you've built up or take away from it Understood. in any way. And I think that's, you know, those are the kinds of things you need to look at. And, and look, at, look at what you are an expert doing. Uh, I like to think that I was a great a great mom, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of another stream of income. A little, you know, in a parenting sense, advising 
other parents who have high school students about you know how they can get their kid as well through college with no college debt uh, with a master's degree um, so that's yet another stream of income and it doesn't always have to be something you're paid for I find that one follows the other okay. if you volunteer you speak without payment uh, to a group of people then you know you, you become better at it absolutely and then you can at some point charge and then gain something from it absolutely. other than just the experience okay now you you just said something that was you know that kind of piqued my interest a little bit uh, because we have a lot of moms out there and you know we have a lot of single moms out there mm -hmm. and they're thinking about like you know diving into entrepreneurship or you know trying to create multiple streams of income yes but they're a little weary to make that leap yes what advice can you give them do it do it right away okay fair enough straight into the point get to it do it do it do it do it leave the house Okay. Leave the house. Understood. If you have an idea for something, you're look look at. I almost shared an idea that I have, but I haven't decided if I'm going to develop it yet. Fair so, enough, fair so I can't fair share enough. it. Okay. But look at something that that you need that you're doing with your children that you're having to to make create. Go out. Go to Target. Go into the marketplace and see if there's anything there already. If there isn't, consider developing it. You're already an expert at so many things. Absolutely. Find the thing that you're an expert. I, I think a perfect world is the thing that you do well and the thing that you're passionate about and bring those together. You will be successful. Do it. Just do it. Gotcha. <laughs> Can't stress that enough. Do it Just right do away. It. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are some, you know, some other type of ways that people create different streams of revenue? What are like, you know, some maybe some ways that people don't normally think about? Because a lot of times, you know, we just we always see somebody who does taxes. Oh, I should do taxes. Or you see somebody doing lawn care. Oh, I should do lawn care, right? Because so they kind of go chasing money, if you will. Find the need. I hear that. Um, if, I hear that. If you know, if you here's an example. If you're drinking through a drinking straw, mm -hmm. and you find that you have to bend your head over that straw <laughs> to drink from it, and you think, well, I wish this would bend, but when you bend it, it gets a kink in it, and you can't drink from it very well. Suddenly, there's someone who created a drinking straw that has that or, or accordion bend in it. Gotcha. Uh, and voila. So there's there's something in there that you know out there that we are having to put together ourselves that no one has thought of doing Understood. and that may be your thing <laughs> I hear that if, if people are coming to you saying can you cut my shirt up the way you cut yours up mm -hmm. or can you do that thing to my car that you did maybe that's your thing is it okay if I have a stream of income that's only seasonal absolutely okay yeah absolutely okay. absolutely uh, an example again uh, is the Christmas industry of course absolutely. Uh, if you make Christmas ornaments or decorations or you know then that's a seasonal thing that you do I would I would warn with seasonal items I would warn uh, to not be too trendy too too year specific about the new hot thing stay in the classic traditional vein of whatever you're doing because those things that I don't sell December 2017 I can still bring out and sell December 2018 because they're classic they're forever uh, they're not too terribly trendy that, that, yes that. any advice for non-entrepreneurs strictly oh. looking for ways to create multiple streams of revenue or income I have no concept of someone not being an entrepreneur. Fair I enough. don't know what that is. <laughs> to me, that's like that's some kind of oxymoron uh, <laughs> that I think we're all 
entrepreneurs. Okay. I think we all we all have ideas. We we all have creations. We all have things that that we want to do. There's a children's book called uh, What Do I Do With the Idea? Go out, buy it, it's amazing. And it talks about how I had this idea and the, the idea just followed me around all the time and it, would, it was with me day and night and it, it wouldn't leave my side. And I found as time went on that the idea just got bigger and I didn't know what to do with it. And then finally this idea exploded and other people saw the idea gotcha. and they liked the idea and, and the idea took on a life of its own. What do you do with an idea? Just kind of hang out with it. Hang just with just it. hang out with it. Um, let it rise up. Give it some room. Leave the house. Fly it. Let you know. Fly it up in the air and see what happens. See what other people think about it. I, I have a follow-up question because you mentioned this in the previous episode, and it's a current theme now. You, you always talk about leaving the house, and we're in this <laughs> yeah. great, this great space emerge Memphis. Oh, you know, you. why is that important? Yeah, I didn't think it was important. I, I did not think it was important. Uh, an artist told me that, that I needed a studio. And mm -hmm. I, I, I said to him, uh, Ephraim Urabe, Ephraim said, you need a studio. You've got to get out of your kitchen, out of your home, making your jewelry. Um, and I said, I don't. I love it because I can get up at 3 a.m. in the morning if I have an idea and, and make the thing. So I don't want it. Why would I leave my house and have a studio off-site? Right. And he gave me reasons. He said, the way people will view you will be different if you have an actual studio. I hear that. They, they will see you more as a professional at what you're doing than just a stay-at-home mom who's making jewelry at the kitchen table. Fair enough. An another reason for that is that you're forced um, to, to be among other people. You're, gotcha. you're forced to, to get up and clean up and pull yourself together and walk down the street, drive down the street, see other people, maybe more importantly, other people see you. They see that. that thing. They see that idea. Um, it's the exposure. Uh, there are reasons for relationships. There, there are reasons we have these these friends, these co-workers um, in a building. They teach us things about ourselves as much as we teach them about what we're doing. And then there's an element of support. For example, here at Emerge, there are a lot of tech startups. Tech is not my thing, but I know I can walk down the hall um, with my phone, with my laptop, and someone can help me navigate quickly um, through something that may have taken me two weeks to figure out. And I never really realized that until I left the house. Gotcha. It's, it's worth the cost. If you need to um, do a co-work space, mm -hmm. do that. You don't have to, you know, have a big studio. Space is expensive. You can have a co-work space that you go to every day, just a desk. Um, go to Starbucks and say, that's, that's, I did that. I used to go to <laughs> Starbucks and sit there and write down ideas. The resounding thing is that you must leave the house. I hear that. Dear hearts, you must leave the house. Got you. It becomes more real to everyone else and it also becomes more real to you, I would assume. Once you do that, yeah, I mean, you, 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 uh, Lavenda, who is uh, who is the receptionist downstairs, mm -hmm. she made a comment the other day about how I come strutting into the building every day now. And I said, "Well, I thought I always strutted in." She's like, "No, it's different. It's different now. You know, you've got your studio, your space is beautiful." She said, "You come in here on the way somewhere. You you come strutting in, ready to get it done." And I thought about that, and I said, "You know, that's true." At home, I wouldn't have done that. I would have stumbled downstairs into my kitchen in my nightgown, had my coffee, and you know, stood at the counter making things, and gotcha. then make dinner. In, in this era of you know capitalism and things of that nature, people who 
uh, who aren't of the entrepreneurial mindset somewhat. Okay. Uh, always talk about, you know, being greedy if you're trying to get multiple mm -hmm. streams of income. And, you know, you, you know, you don't you have enough? <laughs> what, <laughs> you should have seen the face you just made, Star <laughs> Nation. Uh, what do you think when people say things like that? Well, what is that, you know, what do you say to them? Based people? on what? I, I no, get, I'm saying, that's what I say to them. Yeah, based enough. on what? I have enough based on what? What's the rubric? Mm -hmm. What, what, uh, what, based on what? Based, you know, I, I just, that's what I say to them. <laughs> I have enough, and what is enough? And what is it? What, what is it that you think I have enough of? You don't know what you're talking about. I, I am fulfilled from within. Only I can say what, it, what, what, what satiates me, what is enough for me. Others cannot. They can make comments, but it doesn't mean anything. And, and just please remember that. Um, one thing I have to tell anyone who's looking to be an entrepreneur or just leave a bad relationship, whatever, I, I would like for them to think about the worst thing that anyone has ever said to them. And I may have said this on the last podcast. I try and leave this with everyone. Gotcha. Think of the worst thing anyone has ever said to you. Uh, worst thing anyone's ever said to me was, your daughter's going to die. There's nothing we can do. Take her home. Call your funeral director. She won't live to be a year old. She's 25. Absolutely. Everybody knows that. Magna cum laude, graduating, <laughs> master's degree, 25-year-old, amazing. From DePaul, correct? From DePaul Absolutely. University. <laughs> never had more than bronchitis in her whole life. Right. Okay? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> think of that worst thing. Then go. Absolutely. No matter, then whatever someone, write it down if you need to. And then whatever someone says to you about your idea, about your thing, about your direction, remember you've heard the worst thing you could hear. You've heard the worst thing anybody has ever said to you, and you get to laugh because you know <laughs> this is not the word. Thanks. Right. You can say, thank you for your words. I do that all the time. I'll say to someone, well, thank you for your words, which just blows their minds. You know, <laughs> you know, thank you for your words. That's what they are. What are some barriers from starting a new uh, new stream, and how do you overcome those? Well, you have to be ready. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you have to be ready. You have, you, and being ready, what does what does that mean? You have to know, right? right you know, <laughs> we, we we have to be clear. Right. I say that thing about your day job. You know, mm -hmm. we 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 live in a society where you have to live in a certain manner, certain clothing, certain homes. You have certain needs. So make sure that all of that is set. You know, it is. Someone said years ago that it takes you know a business three to five years to become profitable you know I don't know I don't you know I, I don't know if that's true or not right but it is important that you have um, the the support that you have your ducks in a row so to speak uh, before you go off into another stream of income uh, as I said before make sure that it's not going to take time or money away from the main thing that you're that. doing um, it should it should feed that thing as well as take away from it, but in a positive manner. It should be, uh, if I if I may, like a like a tree and the branches. All the branches are part of the tree, but the trunk of the tree is what is in the root system, is what is supporting all those branches. But they can all exist and Absolutely. all thrive and all produce that. fruit and leaves. But make sure that the root is firm, and the trunk is strong. And then the branches will grow naturally. Number one reason why you should have multiple streams of income. What's that? Yeah, because, yeah, if one of those branches falls off. <laughs> <laughs> 
the storm shall come gotcha. and the lightning may strike uh, and a branch may fall off and you still want to eat apples. So you still need to have some branches of that apple tree that are producing fruit. So what you got going on in the future? You got anything you want to promote, Lord put out there, mercy. trunk let's shows? Let's see, let's see. And also reminders of our you know, social media credentials. No. And uh, Startup Nation, as always, we'll have the sh in the show notes for uh, links to easy access to click those. So go ahead, Ms. Fashion. Yeah, well, everybody, uh, some people have seen me and heard me talk about the uh, the spice called turmeric. It's a it's mm -hmm. a root, uh, very similar in in appearance to ginger root, um, and for me, it's a miracle. It's an absolute miracle. T u r m e r i c. Please Google it, look it up, do it. Um, I drink about two to four ounces every morning. I make my own from the root. Um, we're fortunate enough to have a, my daughter's boyfriend is an organic farmer. Now I'm growing my own turmeric uh, in, the, in the urban garden. So I'm able to, to slice up the root, make a tea, drink it. I am now running. I'm, I'm, I'm running my, my it's for, it's, it treats, turmeric treats inflammation, uh, has some ramifications for treating heart disease, Alzheimer's, all of this. Mm -hmm. I can attest to the inflammation. Gotcha. Um, and so I'm kind of looking into um, doing something with that um, with that product. Okay. Possibly just bringing it to market in some form or fashion. And okay. I'll tell you more about it the next time we talk. Any trunk shows coming up? Or you know, any... I don't really have any trunk shows okay. coming up. I am finding that since I have this amazing space mm -hmm. um, that I'm having uh, people come to me. I'm having a lot of kind of private shows where people are coming okay. to me. So I don't have to do so much of the packing up and lifting and toting and gotcha. the tables and, and, and setting up in someone else's environment. I kind of have my own thing going on now. Okay. All right. Sounds yes. good. <laughs> Any parting advice you want to throw out there about branding, multiple streams of income, entrepreneurship in general? Yes. Uh, number one, look into private branding. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, Google it. Read about it. See if it's something that might work for you. Uh, as always, I say, the thing that you feel passionate about, find the person uh, that is doing it at the best level that is available to wherever you are. Mm -hmm. And take them cheesecake, take them lunch, pick up their dry cleaning, go and sit and volunteer and spend time with that individual, those individuals, um, and, and learn. And then thirdly, volunteer. Um, so often when you work for a thing, you end up sitting at that desk doing that thing. Mm -hmm. If you volunteer in a particular industry, you end up in all, at all desks, in all aspect, aspects of that industry. So give your time knowing that you're, you're going to gleam, you're going to learn some things as well. I hear that. So that's going to wrap up this session of the Startup Life. Did you like it? Loved it. I always enjoy it. It's over already. I got more stuff to tell. <laughs> All right. Well, definitely we got to have you back on the show. Our returning champion is Cheryl Pesci. Thank you for sharing that. Thank All right, Startup Nation. Here's my final take. When it comes to private branding, Ms. Pesci really wanted you to know that there's other ways to scale your business. You don't have to be the one at your house you know, making the candles or making your widgets or, you know, whatever your industry is, you don't have to be the one making that. You can come up with the idea and have somebody make it for you. And it's just as authentically yours as if you did it yourself. Also, she really wanted to drive home the point of the multiple streams of income, because like we stated in the show, if you have one stream of income and that stream of income goes down, whether it be recession or the market has chosen something else, you can really be in a big world of hurt. So having multiple streams of income allows you to have 
as she say, multiple apples from your tree. Also, Startup Nation, I really hope you liked this episode. It was a little different than normal. We really try to bring on entrepreneurs that show you know a different range of topics and not just their industry or their market. They really are truly entrepreneurs at their core and they can really speak on a myriad of topics. If you want to let us know what you think about the show or would like to advertise on our show, send us an email to the address in the show notes. Subscribe to The Startup Life as it can now be heard on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Owls LLC. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, The Startup Life. 